Hello and welcome to Developing the Leader Within Podcast, an award-winning podcast where I interview the top players in the leadership arena and we dissect leadership, management, and career development from all angles. My name is Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez and I use my more than 20 years of experience in leadership development to dig deep into complex issues and bring you the answers you were looking for. If a topic resonates with you and you would like to explore how to overcome it, reach out to me at calendly.com backslash triad leadership solutions to discuss ways to succeed. Welcome back to another episode. We are speaking with Dr. Diana Londoño. Diana is one of 10% of urologists who is female in the U.S. That's unique. She is the founder of physiciancoachsupport.com, a certified life coach, a writer, a speaker, a live stream podcaster, which I love to show, Supernova Sisters, Physicians in Motion. Diana, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Good morning. And thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. And we match in color. So that's always fun. We're vibrant in the morning and ready for the day. Yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. I don't often get that uh, matching shirts, but it's great to see that at least in the universe, we're in sync. Folks, we're going to be talking about specifically not letting burnout ruin your 2023. We're at the end of 22, Diana and a lot of people are planning a lot of things uh, for their new year. I'm sure that burnout is not on their list of things they want to do in 23, but it will happen to some and yeah. even some listening today. So, but before we get into the burnout issue and what leaders can do about it, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, I'm a urologist, a general urologist in Los Angeles. And yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Mexico City, but I did all my schooling training here in the United States at Claremont McKenna at UCLA and Kaiser Permanente for urology training. And now I'm here just, you know, doing my, let's say, call a day job, which I'm passionate about, which is urology, but really also doing a lot of work, you know, speaking or writing, or really this podcast that I started with uh, Nupi Aurora in the UK about, you know, really trying to find ways to bring positivity, light, joy, finding ways to really daily do the work to prevent burnout uh, because it's real. I mean, for physicians, the numbers are very high and it's across all industries, but for physicians, you know, this is even pre-pandemic. They haven't, you know, it was bad then. It's still bad now, you know, 60% plus of physicians are burned out. 25% are experiencing depression, 13% are suicidal, uh, and more than 400 every single year complete suicide. So the numbers are staggering because we are already in a shortage of physicians. Last year, 2021, we lost more than 100,000 physicians that left medicine. So the big factors are really our burnout, are the state of what medicine is about, you know, how you know, we feel is a priority our mental health or our physical, spiritual health, because burnout will affect you, not just mentally, but physically, you know, obviously emotionally and spiritually. It, people describe it as like, it's killing my soul. And so, you know, this is affecting you personally. It affects your family nuclearly. It affects the patients you treat, because if you're in 
burnout and we can define what it is, you know, it, you're really not present. You're apathetic. You're kind of like, eh, who cares? You start making mistakes. And so the care that you give or get, you know, is not really quality care. So it, it really is a huge impact. And I really wish it would be at the forefront for leaders. You know, we can do suicide screening for patients, you know, and all these other things, which are very important. But what about the healers? What about the physicians? Because if we don't have physicians, who's going to take care of so many people that are also themselves dealing with a lot of trauma and PTSD from COVID and from everything else that's been happening? We're seeing all the effects of delayed care, of really PTSD, of having you know family members die, themselves going through difficult times through COVID, losing jobs, all these stressors that are really now showing up quite, you know, severely. So how are we going to have the bandwidth to do that? So really important, again, not just for physicians, but, you know, many of us are, are dealing with this. Yeah, those are staggering stats that you just shared, Diana. It's something that I see even in, and you're right, it crosses boundaries when you're talking about organizations, communities, um, genres, all, all the things that people are involved in, this can actually affect them. And I deal with leaders on a daily and see this as part of their normal operating procedures. They learn how to deal with this to a point where they sidetrack it as a, as something on a list I'll get to later, yeah. but what ends up happening is it gets to them sooner than later. Right? So as we're looking at a burnout, the subject burnout, uh, you mentioned about we could define it. Let's take that time right now to define what burnout is. Yeah, I mean, I think to get there, there's different ways to get there. And we also define what you'll feel and what's going to happen. But it's either really honestly starting from chronic stress, worry, or fear. So when all these things are occurring, because some people say, oh, I'm not stressed, but then they worry all the time. So it's the same thing. We just define it differently. So whether you're worrying, stressed, or fearful of something, what's happening in your body is you're activating that fight or flight mechanism. And so that stress response is just really starting to flood your whole system. The part in your brain that's called the amygdala starts releasing these hormones that are stressed, that are trying to keep you safe. Uh, you know, if obviously you were back in the cave and there's a tiger, you you know, you want to not get eaten by the tiger. But now your body, your brain cannot distinguish. Is it your boss that, you know, is annoying you? Is it fear of losing your job? Is it a worry about an illness? You know, all these things that just run in our head constantly are flooding our whole body with stress. And then, you know, short-term stress is okay. It's, it's, it's something that you need in your body. But when you chronically every single day continue to flood yourself with it and reading the news and all the, you know, focusing on like all the bad and all the bad, and that's where you're putting your focus all the time. You never sort of like stop the cycle to reset or really s slow it down. So then you end up with symptoms of, again, apathy, cynicism, depersonalization, that again, you can't see sort of the humanity in the other person. And then you start, you know, feeling just overwhelmed or depleted. And then it starts spiraling into anxiety, depression, and again, suicide. So you're just like at the end of the rope, you just don't have any energy, you really are not caring. And uh, everything just seems really bleak and negative. And so when you're spinning on these negative thoughts, there's no solution, everything's terrible. 
it's a good chance you're like in a burnout, you know, moral injury, whatever you you know want to define it. But it's really the end stream of either again stress, worry, or fear. So we really actually have to work on every single day. I mean, it's a it's a work of stopping that stress response and making time every day so that you don't just run, run, run on stress. And we think it's normal. Oh, everybody's stressed. How can you not be stressed? Look at what's happening. Look at Twitter. Look at this. Yes. But there's also, you know, a state of peace and calm that is our true nature, but we've just been sort of socialized and indoctrinated. The stress is part of life. And when we think that way, then we see the results that, you know, 60, 70, 80% of all doctor visits are stress-related. Their disease, their illness is stress-related. High blood pressure, uh, headaches, not sleeping well, reflux, asthma, heart attacks. These are all, you know, pelvic pain. Uh, all these are symptoms, side effects of the chronic stress manifesting in your body. And so it, we can treat it with Band-Aids and some medications and this and that. But if you don't address the source... It really is not going to get better. And then you're going to have other, you know, physical manifestations of that. So it's really important to find the time to find ways, whatever work ways for you, whether, you know, yesterday we did an episode about tapping. Tapping is, you know, where you literally tap in certain points in your body to sort of bring down that stress response. But there's breathing, meditation, yoga, prayer, movement, dancing, whatever you need to do to sort of be in a state of uh, calm, you know, art, reading, uh, painting, things that really can bring down that stress every single day. It's really important. So it has to be added to your schedule, just like you brush your teeth. It has to be a necessity, not a, okay, let's, that'll be nice thing to do. Um, it, it's really important that you take care of you. Maybe your organization, maybe won't do it, but you have to find that time for you. It's, it's really essential. Absolutely. You know, mental health <laughs> has been at the forefront of our last three years. You mentioned some of the stats earlier, the doctors, the nurses, the practitioners, all the medical staffing, ambulance drivers, everybody has been taxed to a point of like no return at, at times. And so it leads to those stats that you shared earlier. And you mentioned some of the things that indicate, hey, you may be suffering from burnout at this time, but what are some good indicators uh, in my body, in my mind, around me that I may be experiencing burnout, but I'm not identifying it? Yeah, that's a great question because it really can be like the cilantro in our teeth. And many times somebody has to point it out. And even in medicine, sometimes it's pointed out because you they kind of make you or force to go to anger banishment because you're always yelling at patients and, you know, administrators and you're always reactive. You really are in that fight or flight. You're like just ready to fight, ready to, you know, have a, you know, a, on social media, some, you know, you go down the spiral of bad negative things that you're just saying to everybody for no reason. You're just reactive instead of pausing being like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Like, I mean, you don't even actually have to respond, but then people just go down this like, you know, and so when you are just reactive, not pausing to just, okay, let it go, but you're always wanting to fight or get your point across. Um, that is a sign that you could be like in this fight flight mode and reactive and heading to burnout. 
Um, and again, sometimes when you just don't care, you're just like, ah, oh, whatever. Or again, you're just spitting in a lot of negativity. Like everything's terrible. Everything's bleak. Cynicism. You know, I see that a lot in medicine. We're just cynical. We're just like, ah, oh, you know, when you're in cynicism, then that's a good chance that again, you are heading to burnout. You're in chronic stress for the body. Again, it's going to manifest in many ways and we have to pay attention to our body. But we have also, I guess, from the Cartesian and the cards where like the mind and the body separate, it's not separate, it is connected, but we have kept it like there's a separate entity. And so we don't tune into the signals that our body gives us. It's extremely intelligent. It will tell us we've got to pay attention to something. So it's going to manifest physically. Again, we're not sleeping. We have broken sleep because again, we are worrying. So when you're worrying, it's sort of like if somebody's going to attack you, you're not going to sleep soundly. You're waiting for somebody to attack. You're on the alert. So you're not going to sleep well. You may grind your teeth, like just like I did. Uh, so you'd be grinding your teeth, your jaw pain, um, and then you're destroying your teeth. Again, reflux, like, uh, you know, acid in your stomach, in the pit of your stomach, you're going to feel that pain. Uh, you're going you're gonna to have asthma, high blood pressure. Why? Because when you're in chronic stress, you know, everything's pumping faster to get you to run away from this tiger that doesn't exist. So your blood pressure is going to go up. So when your blood pressure is high, you're going to be a sign. When you have indigestion, it's sort of that rest and digest is the opposite of the fight. So when you are not digesting properly, you know, you're, that's going to be a sign. You're bloated, you're uncomfortable because you're not resting in peaceful state. You're just trying to run. So when you're running, you're not digesting. So you're not going to digest well. Pelvic pain, which is pain in the lower part of your uh, belly or the bladder, peeing very frequently, urgently. When you're in a stressful state, that happens. You have to pee all the time. So we're going to manifest in the body everywhere. Aches, pains, back pains. We carry the stress, you know, in different areas. So sometimes your shoulders are so tight. You feel like the heaviness. Oh, my shoulders hurt, my back. Um, so when we start feeling this, you know, we can do many, many scans and this and nothing comes up, but the, the pain is real. The symptoms are real, but they may not show up in scales because it's not an organ issue. It's an energy that gets stored and blocked in pain all over our body. Every single cell in our body has stress receptors. So when you start flooding your body with stress, it's going to go everywhere, deposit and give you those symptoms. So pay attention to your body. Of course, seek out a doctor because it could be something else, of course. But start thinking, where am I putting my thoughts in? What am I concerned about, worrying about? Am I spinning on the same cycle of a thought? And then start finding ways to, again, release that stress and do activities again are going to help you journaling writing down things is very helpful so when you are very concerned about something start writing it down burn it afterwards nobody has to see it but when you release that emotional charge by writing it can be really therapeutic um so you know do those things if not you know seek out help from therapists a coach um you know obviously a mentor but you know you gotta seek care because sometimes you need many resources to get you to a better place Absolutely. Now, leaders tend to com compartmentalize their day, right? They they start their day with a checklist. They're checking into work. They have these plans for the day. They, they you know, set out the day for their teams and their team members. And they have often been instructed that, 
hey, leave your house at your house, leave, <laughs> do your work at your work. And they try to do that as same back and forth. What I see oftentimes is that those lists cross. That life is still the same life. So yeah. there's just no way that I can think of other than psyching yourself out and creating this pseudo life. Uh, you know, I, I'm a leader and then I go home and then I'm this. But eventually those two cross. Right. Yeah, and so so what what can I do? Because th this is something that has been trained year in, year out at uh, a lot of conferences, <laughs> a lot of a, a lot of instruction within the organization, you know, to help people try to cope. But what it is, is a delay. I see it as a delay on something that's inevitably going to come your way. And typically around this season, the holiday season, all the stresses rise either because you're looking forward to a holiday season by yourself or you don't have the financial means for the expectations of the season or you lost your job. And now there are other things. We have parents, right, that are aging, things happening within their life that now we have to assume. You know, my wife, her mother has dementia mm -hmm. and – we're separated by distance, New York versus Florida. And on top of that, all the different things that happen with that disease, and we get to see it on a daily basis. Obviously, you know, it's a broken heart when you see your loved one go down this road physically, mentally. Uh, it is a very draining process, and yet we still have to live our stressful life, right? So, during this season, there are a lot of things competing for our attention, a lot of things competing for our sanity, uh, even our effort and, and energy. So what can I do to limit those things that will continue to plug away at burning me out when I have such a dynamic scenario going on? Yeah, I mean, we all have so many things that we, you know, are dealing with. And you're talking about, you, you mentioned like draining and what can I do? And the, the thing with worry, which is sort of, we're not taught is like worrying is really praying for what you don't want. Because when you worry, it doesn't actually give you a solution. We're just like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. When you're in worry, again, stress or fear, because you're activating the stress response, it actually literally shuts off the part of your brain that helps you plan or come up with solutions. It just shuts it off. It's off. So you can do, you know, imaging studies and you'll see that part is gone. So when you're just worrying, it actually doesn't get you to a solution. And the law of attraction means like you're going to attract more of the same because you're focusing on that instead of an actual solution. So when I ask my patients, like, what does worry do for you? Like, how does it help you? And they're like, it doesn't. So uh, you know, there's many things that are not in our control. Sometimes we cannot control, obviously, our family being ill, losing our job, things like that. But we've got to think, you know, we can't control others, but we can control how we react to the situation. Because, for example, you know, if you lose your job, of course, we can spin into this is terrible, I'm useless, like, you know, I, I'm never going to succeed or okay you know, maybe this is an opportunity to realign my priorities. This is an opportunity to pivot. You know, what can I learn from this 
where is the silver lining of like, what can I, you know, grow from this? It could be maybe, you know, emotionally, spiritually, it's going to be uncomfortable. Nobody's saying it's a joy ride, but can I grow from this so I can look at it a little bit differently? And so we've got to sort of change that mindset that, yes, we cannot control what's happening, but we have control of how we interpret it. And that's going to stop us from stress and worry and get us in a path of more calm. Because even again, our families could be far away. But maybe this is a time to say, okay, what can I learn? I need to learn patience or like letting go or not letting go like you don't care, but just letting go that I don't have control, that there's a higher purpose for all this. Um, and then really, I mean, it's tapping into a spirituality. Like I don't have all the answers. I can't control it, but I'm just letting it go uh, in terms of like knowing that I can control it. And that's going to lower again, that stress response, knowing that there's a, you know, a learning lesson, there's a bigger purpose for things happening. And yes, we care. Yes, we're attentive, but not letting it, you know, overwhelm us and worry because then we are just stuck. We're frozen and it won't get us to a better place. And then you talk about draining. So yeah, of course, if you're always just worrying and I don't know what to do and, you know, then you're going to absolutely feel that drain, just like I have no energy. I can't, you know, do things. So we've got to find that scheduled time to really replenish things that fill us up. Because if you don't do that for you, then you're going to absolutely feel drained because your brain is doing so much work. These incessant thoughts are actually energy that you're using. And so it will drain you. It's just like going to the gym, but you're not going to the gym. You're using all your energy. You feel depleted. So find things that really fill you up. What are you passionate about? You know, are you passionate about speaking? Are you passionate about crocheting, working on cars? What are you passionate about that you can do every day? You know, talking to your grandkids, whatever it is, to really feel at peace, at joy, and not, you know, feel this drained uh, sensation. Because that will happen with chronic stress, chronic worry, chronic fear of something. Yeah, and uh, on top of being drained, you could actually get to a point where you, your body will start to shut down Absolutely. in some instances, um, and it could be very scary, very fast um, if you don't get to implement these things. Now, a, a lot of leaders tend to listen to this podcast. They are overcoming, and they're doing what they need to do to manage this in a way where it's healthy for them, right? Because it's all about relationship, but they have folks, people, they all bring their own dynamics to their teams. So what, what's my role as a leader in burnout prevention when it comes to teams dynamics, because we all want to set the right example, but sometimes we don't, right? Because of how yeah. we react. Uh, but what is that role? Yeah, I mean, I think for leaders, I do, sometimes I don't see it often. Like, we're just not asking the people that we are leading, like, what do they need? You know, uh, we're talking about relationships. We have to open the communication. It's not just me and I just tell you and we just push things down on you. It's like, well, when was the last time you truly sort of made these rounds of your team to get to know them? What do they need? You know, what are their needs? I think this is kind of step one important thing to do as a leader. And then, yes, if you don't know, if you don't have those skills, then bring people into an organization that have these skills that can teach you 
what can we do as an organization, as a team, as a leader, individually, you know, to support people in these skills? Because some of these skills may be learning, you know, boundaries. It's like understanding what boundaries are, understanding how to say no to things, um, you know, that then leave us drained. There's a lot of things that maybe we don't have to do all of it ourselves. And we have to learn to say no or delegate within a team so it can be balanced and we can help each other and looking out for each other, asking, how are you? Like truly, how are you? You know, maybe a couple of times to really know how people are. So when we're not asking, when we're not getting to know the team truly as a leader, then I think, then what are we doing? We, we got to talk. And when we don't know, we got to bring people. There are people that, you know, know how to do this, know how to help you implement you know, these changes, this culture change. And it has to be a culture where we truly prioritize it. In medicine, especially when a physician leaves or dies by suicide or whatever, when they leave medicine, it's very costly for an institution. It could be 500000 to a million dollars for lost revenue, recruiting. So it's expensive. And sometimes they don't do anything until they realize the money behind what it is. And maybe they can do an intervention when there's money involved. But like, then look at the money, do the calculation. It's not just the, you know, the, the cost, the, you know, oh, that'd be nice, but there's money involved in that. And medical errors, people don't want to admit that, but, you know, medical errors are a huge cost to the healthcare system. And that is happening. I mean, like, let's just be honest. It happens uh, every single day because we're just in a state of burnout. So that's happening in any industry, obviously too. So if you're, employees are burned out, they're stressed, they cannot process, they can't think logically, you know, then they're going to make mistakes in their own industry. And that's going to lead to, you know, loss of revenue and, you know, things having to be done over again. So it really has to be priority. We just don't prioritize mental health, but it's very important, you know, because again, we're leaving work, there's absenteeism, you know, you're not at work because you just are don't feel, don't feel well. You just can't get out of bed. And like you mentioned earlier, you get to a point at the end of that burnout, the personalization, you're just completely collapsed. You're just not going to get out of bed. You're going to have a panic attack. You're just done. You know, you basically are going to play dead uh, because you just can't do it anymore. You're so depleted. We don't want to get there. We want to prevent, we want to maintain our mental health, maintain our state of, you know, being joyful and calm um, and not do it at the end when it's a disaster, when we're just putting out fires. Absolutely. And now you mentioned something that uh, just sparked in my head because it was something that I always made sure to know. And it's look at the money. Mm -hmm. As a leader, if you cannot equate the actions that you are participating in or the actions that your people are participating in and actually create some type of value, monetary value, to the action or inaction of something, then you're missing the mark because that's how business speaks. And so a leader that is wise enough to equate any action or inaction to a dollar amount can actually get things done a whole lot farther. You also mentioned bringing in somebody. So one of the leadership attributes that I love is the fact that you know your capabilities and your abilities. Both are different, but that you know them because there's going to come a time where you're going to bring somebody in. You can't do it all. You don't have all the resources to do it all. So I wanted to ask you, what are some of the resources that as a leader, 
I can uh, rely on or I can look for if I am burned out myself or that I can use to help uh, my team or company for this next coming year? Yeah. So again, um, as I, you know, to be well, you know, if you're not well, you can't give to others. If you are not happy, you're not going to, you know, the world won't be joyful because you can't feel yourself. So you have to feel it to be able to shine it in others. So if you are not feeling that yourself as a leader, or as a, you know, employee, things you can do again, uh, that can be helpful. Sometimes make sure there's nothing physical. So, I mean, I would like one-on-one, make sure you get your yearly checkups, that all your blood tests are okay, that it's not a thyroid problem, sugar problem, that you're maintaining your actual health. Let's start with basics one-on-one, that you're not delaying screening testing. Get that done first. We got to check that physically everything's okay and you're up to date. And then if that's okay, and you're just feeling, you know, all these um, body sensations or mental uh, thoughts, you know, therapy or, you know, a coach can be very helpful to get you to a different place. And there are coaches that specialize in institutions or in, in different, uh, you know, uh, industries that can come and help you uh, with workshops or teach you how to do all these processes to really change maybe some behaviors or the culture or things that you're focusing on the day to really change, you know, how people are feeling, uh, skills that they can use and just how they feel like they're being valued. And so if you don't know, obviously, because many people are not taught this, bring somebody in to the institution, to the, to the facilities to help you. And again, it's, you know, happy employees, you know, really do much better work are more efficient and, and going to just be there longer than leaving because they don't feel valued or heard. And so again, are you talking to your employees? Are you talking to the team? What do they want? What do they need? You know, it's like, we got to talk to people. And if you, you know, sometimes just the, the thing that you ask that you feel more connected. You feel like, yes, they care about me. I want to be here. I want to do a good job because that my boss came and asked me, how are you doing? So simple, but I don't think it's done, you know, often enough. And so, yeah, you you got to reach out to to places. For physicians, there are many resources, um, you know, from anonymous to uh, confidential uh, that can be peer-led. And that's why I started physiciancoachsupport.com, which is a free and confidential platform for any physician. They can come, make an appointment via Zoom, super easy. There's a physician who's also a life coach that can just talk to you about anything. You know, if you're feeling like an imposter, you, you had a complication, you are dealing with your kids and, you know, you don't know how to decide about something, you know, come talk to us because we have many of us been through burnout. And even if we haven't, we can help you reframe that situation. That's what coaching can help you do. Reframe it, think about it a different way and, you know, poke holes in your thoughts that, you know, you're having. Uh, it said that our thoughts are uh, true, but they may not be real. You know, we just really spin on these thoughts and they may not be truly real, uh, but we think it is. So coaching can do that. Physician coach support is one way. There's Physician Anonymous that is based in the UK. Anonymous. There's physicians there and coaches. And, um, you know, there's the National Suicide Prevention Line. There's a lot of mental health hotlines. Again, non-physician or physician. If you go to physiciancoachsupport.com, there's all the resources on the resource page. And you can just start on a path of like, what can I do but we got to do something different because otherwise it won't get better on its own. 
we're taught to just to push through it at a certain place, we'll get better. And it really doesn't. If it did, we wouldn't see these high numbers of burnout and you know, hundreds of thousands of physicians leaving. So we got to take care of ourselves um, first. And then that way you can be in a better place to decide what is the best option for you? What is the best for your mental health? But we've got to really prioritize our mental health and make that time to take care of ourselves and not wait till we're the last man standing because that's what's happening. We're the last man there and we don't get a medal for um, you know, just being kind of like a martyr to ourselves. We we don't get a medal for that. And so I hope that they can realize you're worthy of your mental health, taking care of yourself. You should be a priority, even though we're taught patients are, and patients are very important. But if you don't take care of yourself the same way you give to others, you know, we're we're left in this place where we're depleted. If you are listening and you are in a service-based industry and you're always giving but never taking care of yourself. Time is not on your side when it comes to burnout, right? That's not what we want you to consider. Uh, don't give it time. Go take care of it. Handle yourself first, because as leaders, we have to be able to provide that service, but we can't if we're burned out, sidelined, or Lord forbid, in a hospital bed because we waited too long. So great resources there, Dr. Londonio. If if someone wanted to speak with you, uh, they're a physician. Uh, you just mentioned your website, which we'll make sure to have part of the show notes and video. How would they get a hold of you? What would be the best way? And is there anything that you're working on that will facilitate uh, them getting classes or getting talked to or, or masterminds or what have you? Yeah, so you can go to my website. It's dianalondonomd.com. And it's all my resources, articles, podcasts, everything's there. You can also go, obviously, on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Diana Londonio MD is all the same handle. And just get a hold of me. Uh, and we can always talk or if you need resources and really just, um, you know, get you to a better place. But there's a lot of resources on the site, get you in a step. There's many coaches there, their profiles. You can look at it and see what they're doing. You know, what is their specialty niche that, you know, they do so you can get help and you know, again, get you to the better place. But yeah, 2023, 20, you know, just really looking forward to, you know, more speaking, um, some engagements that I have, some conferences about burnout. I'll be at UCLA talking on a conference in February some other ones um, talking to leaders about ways to really incorporate some of these skills like boundaries and you know time management and uh, some self-care tools and tricks that we can help so really just looking forward to um, you know speaking more about it giving others tools and you know helping and bringing this to the forefront to say this is actually really important we need to prioritize it just like we prioritize all these other metrics that we want to do um, but not forget about the physicians, not forget about the healers and the teachers. They really should be priority from the leadership standpoint, from the team, um, and not be the last on the list to, oh, okay, it's an afterthought. It has to be priority. Don't be the last man or woman standing. That is not what we want you to do. Dr. Londonia, thank you so much for sharing not only this topic with me, your advice to leaders and uh, medical professionals. But for all that you do on a day-to-day -day basis, 
I am looking forward to seeing some of that uh, interaction and, and those speaking engagements. So please be sure to share that with me. Folks, we will be putting all that information she just uh, gave us on the video, on the show notes, so you can get a hold of her and her services if you need them. Today's episode is sponsored by Triad Leadership Solutions and Superpass, which are powering our website and app. If you've enjoyed this episode and learned something interesting about the topic covered today, make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment right now. And we're always looking for new ideas and guests that can add to our show. So if you know someone or have a topic that you would like featured on the podcast or you want to sponsor our show, we love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we dissect leadership from another angle. And as we like to end the show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at triad leadership solutions and on Twitter at TLS underscore FL. Thanks again. I'll see you next week and success to you.